0: Southeastern Ohio sits the city named after the famed center of Greek enlightenment, Athens. It was here that European settlers founded their city in the late 1700s. Staying true to its namesake, the city became an area of learning and knowledge with the establishment of Ohio University, the first institution of higher learning within the Northwestern territories. Today, on the high ground to the south of town, The building development known as the Ridges includes a number of spaces for research and offices. But within the newly constructed buildings still sits the high Victorian facade of the Athens Lunatic Asylum. This lavishly designed medical facility was meant to be on the cutting edge of treating those with mental disorders. Unfortunately, many of the techniques utilized by healthcare professionals in the early attempts at treating neurological disorders would often leave patients in a condition worse off than when they had been admitted. The grounds of the hospital are also filled with 2,000 graves of patients who passed on within its walls that are marked solely by numbers. With these conditions, it's not hard to see why Athens Lunatic Asylum has had numerous reports of supernatural happenings. This case file joined the theorists as they performed the Lobotomy lumbata with a supernatural symphony in the Athens Lunatic Asylum.
1: Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 202. Athens, Lunatic Asylum. I'm Braden. I'm Zoe. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. This was once again the Patreon fan pick. And Dan told us not to tell you you fucking blew it again <laughs> uh, with your picks. No, I'm kidding. What? Is it no, a no let's there's a
0: disclaimer what happened. There's a disclaimer. <laughs>
2: Disclaimer.
1: This fucking
0: sucks. It's your fault. Nope. No, it's it is coming not, back on us. Nothing that no conversation like that happens.
1: <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if you don't like this one, it's on, it's on you. This isn't our fault. <laughs>
2: blame yourself and then yeah. blame fucking Dan. Cause he puts yeah. the blame options Dan. in there. Okay. Hmm.
0: Yeah. If you're not sure about what this actually is, it is the Ron Pond Patreon fan pick. Every month at the $10 tier, uh, we drop three choices at the beginning of the month. We drop three choices into the Patreon Thunderdome, Mm -hmm. and we have those at the Ron Pond tier and above vote on their choice of case file. Um, And they're all three great choices. Yeah. Every single one.
1: I think we used to have four choices, but you guys were so bad at picking. We had to limit it to three to better our odds. I mean, it's probably going to go down to one pick here pretty quick. What you don't know is every
3: vote that you p- put on this Ron Pond fan pick, it actually starts a virtual simulation, and these topics actually do battle to the death in a computer.
0: It's more like we take we take like three like rhino beetles and we kind of throw them in a, in a thing, and they they go shake, at
1: it. Shake them up, whichever, is, yeah. Whichever yeah, yeah. one comes out, like okay, still not not <laughs> a, not on its back. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's it's kind of. Nice to get back to a spooky one. I feel like we haven't done a spooky case file in a while. I was trying to think when our last one was, but uh, between the hiatus uh, 200, right? A couple my, UFOs. My entire
0: memory was purged during the 200.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the, the previous 200 were completely wiped clean.
0: <sighs> yeah. It's a complete reset of my brain. <laughs> yeah. Is drudgery still in there? I've lost the <laughs> comprehension of
3: that word. <laughs>
2: it's gone I had now. to do a hard reset after that one. I had to do a quick search.
3: It was uh, 194 was Waverly Hills and then 195 Hauntings of Colonial Williamsburg. And that was not that long ago.
0: All, I think those were all fan picks, actually. Fans like Spooky Ghosties, you know? Like,
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, it's a, that's a good one. That's, uh, that's good shit. We're still waiting on a guaranteed prize for anyone who visits Tim Scullion and gets a picture of me. From that episode on that <laughs> giant-ass Samsung Galaxy tablet. Uh, Southern. But this one, we're taking you to Ohio. Ohio. Uh, Take to
0: Athens, Ohio, right there. And we're talking about Athens Lunatic Asylum, which opened in 1874 on 141 acres. And it was designed originally to hold about 500 patients. So but by the 1950s, it actually expanded the facility to over 78 buildings. so on like spreading out over about 1,000 acres. Um, I know we've talked about it before and other case files where we've uh, talked about sanitariums and the such and other asylums that we've had that you have around this period of time. Um, a lot of asylums, you, know, you had, you had a, a proliferation of asylums. Throughout the United States and North America, and then you kind of had a a period where they started to become like overcrowded and uh, understaffed, and led to these abhor or you know abhorrent conditions, which tend to or seem to produce quite a bit of paranormal activity, uh, according to some you know ghostology experts, I suppose paranormal experts.
3: Dude, this sanitarium's <laughs> got to be one of the biggest ones. Like at 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 its peak, it was like six something like six hundred thousand square feet.
1: Of- they say that this asylum is the thirteenth most haunted place on Earth, Ooh. and I believe, in spooky terms, that makes it the most haunted place.
3: Yes, right? if you're in the top fifteen, <laughs> it's automatically
1: no, no. But if you're number thirteen <laughs> oh, of I get the spooky oh, places, yeah, yeah. right? Like you, you're kind of number one, right? <laughs> you're like you're you're the the spooky secret number. It's one. It's a slight, yeah, a nod, yeah.
2: With that many, like that big of a place, that's a whole lot of crazy. A, lot crazy. Be a whole lot of fucking spooky shit going on, too.
0: That's true. So the the original hospital had its start around 1867, where the Ohio legislature actually appointed a commission to find a site to uh, for a new asylum to open in southeastern Ohio. And the buildings there, they're actually a few of them still stand like the central building itself um, were designed by Dr. Thomas story Kirkbride who is actually a famed 19th century physician and authored an entire book on mental hospital design uh his designs are usually uh like recognized for kind of uh, at this point in the 19th century there was this push for uh, improving the conditions of which asylums because before this You you had pretty much you didn't have asylums. They were essentially prisons like you you took your people who were suffering from mental illnesses and stuff and you pretty much chained them to a wall in a dark, dank place and kept them in a hole like that's what where they really kept them. Considering
2: considering what like constituted a mental illness back then. That's fucking horrifying. Horrifying. Like, yeah. This is this is right after the fucking Civil War. Half these guys have PTSD from war, and they're like, lock them up. Lock them up. He's crazy. They fought for their country. Like this guy's fucking nuts. He's hiding in his blankets and smoking darts. <laughs> Get, you
1: know. Like, what are we gonna do with him? This one guy seems like he's got a little anxiety. <laughs> Chain him up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this one guy's masturbating. Stick him in there. <laughs> Leech him. <laughs> So uh, there was this push towards the uh,
0: end of the 19th century for these large uh, facilities to be built where they would uh, emphasize the use of like open spaces and a lot more sunlight and natural light within these places. And uh, and, like, honestly,
1: let's let's say let's say what it is a lot more creepier and the place (laughs) to be honest with you, though, like
2: I was reading that, too. And they said that they wanted open spaces for sunlight and he wanted room for recreation and exercise. And like, let's not pretend like those two things even today can cure mental illness, right? Therapy and medical or, uh, you know, medicinal regimes, pharmaceuticals, that type of shit. But that kind of stuff goes a long way. Like this was compared to the fucking barbaric shit they did <laughs> other than this like this was, you know i'm like this is pretty good this is you're on a good start here and then we're gonna get yeah, yeah this case. was a
0: definitely like a, a huge moment in the uh like a huge marker in the improvement of the treatment of mental
3: health issues going from uh, in the dungeons to
2: sunlight man yeah, yeah yeah essentially
3: dude these buildings are not like they're works of art also like the sheer like the actual architecture and just like how they're built you look at them they're like man this is fuck they, they sunk some money into some of these places
1: yeah it's amazing beautiful.
3: architecture and it's just like it's
0: uh, like these victorian towering buildings with a lot of like molding Grotesque. on them and stuff like yeah <laughs> there's no grotesques on this <laughs> on
2: this building um it's like they intentionally design these old ass places. They're like, we gotta make sure this place is scary as humanly possible in like two hundred years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just
0: just possible. Well, as soon as we shut this place down, it needs to be haunted. So we they're need like, to fix let's the, plan we need to make this place as spooky as possible yeah. uh, once so the lights go off. We're gonna okay. we're actually gonna paint with
2: orphans' blood. Um, we're gonna use uh people's skin as fucking wallpaper. We just gotta make sure this place is yeah. fucked up.
1: It's good plan. They're like, Don't put the w- make sure the wallpaper peels everywhere. Yeah. For later on. Well, Every floorboard creaks. Yeah, we uh, gotta sell ghost I'm, tours in about
3: seventy-five years, so let's uh, let's plan yeah. ahead. Got
2: some so, of those automatic closing doors. We need those fucking
0: things. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure they didn't go that far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing about the mental health facilities is that where they would um, bury those who died while in their care. So. Burials soon started after the institution's opening and you would have deceased patients who would end up, you know, going, un- their bodies would go unclaimed by their families, unfortunately, and they would have to be buried there on the property itself. So uh, until 1943, the burials were actually just headed by stones with numbers. They they only had the names recorded in the, the facility's oh. ledgers itself like a single ledger yeah
2: listen that, that's real like at riverview in in fucking coquitlam yep that's where the that's where you park when you work at the ambulance station there is by the unmarked fucking graveyard
3: are they sure. marked with just numbers as well or just, just No nope?
2: plaques that's it like with no names nothing like that just little the, the numbers might have rubbed off now because like you know weathering we a and stuff quick yeah. little peak but it's fucking weird
3: man that is weird how hard is it to throw up a name like,
2: come on, make one up if you don't know it.
3: They're Just on a give, budget. You know, like they're on a budget. They don't have. Yeah. They can't pay <laughs> the stone, Those, head- stone those mason.
1: headstones are pricey, man. Yeah, I guess
3: stone masons. You no, know, they fucking charge a hefty fortune to carve your name in a piece of rock. Hey, stones for action, dude.
0: And only one intact register exists uh, today, which contains about seventeen hundred names of the over two thousand burials.
3: So there's still three hundred something crazy. names that are probably. Unrecorded, on there. So a lot, like a lot of these people too, like they're just like abandoned people. Like they couldn't contact their family members for burials. They're like, I guess we'll just throw them back here in the field, right? Are they wards of the
0: state or something? Or they moved from another? I I, like a lot of these people like were suffering from mental illness. Like you know, like like Andrew said, like a lot of them were being kept in in prisons or in jails uh, across the state. So they were essentially just moved there from. Uh, from these conditions and kind of put there. So no
2: telling how
1: long they had been there.
2: This is also the kind of place where you possibly discard unwanted family members and probably hope to never talk to well, them again. Uh,
1: and like, this is, this is the thing where it's like this, this, this kind of shit still happens. Like there's people in our system. Uh, like I have a couple friends that deal with, you know, some murderers and stuff uh, in various systems in Canada. And some are, like criminally insane and when they meet these people and they go through trials they don't have family members come because people don't know how to contact their family right so like whether their family finds out that they've done something bad like this and are going to jail they they never know they just never know you then these people are like batshit crazy like it it still happens today and it's up to them sorry not batshit crazy Mentally ill.
2: Yeah, they can reach like they'd be the ones that have to reach out to the family because you know you're an adult. The
1: courts are gonna be like, well, we better tell your mom and dad. Yeah, we better get yeah, them on right. the phone. Like your next to kin got to know that you killed some guy. They're like, yeah. they're like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Let's all right, let's well, be sensitive here about mental health.
3: <laughs> 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 it's, it's not batshit crazy. Do your it's best mentally fucking Ill. jab and, of the hot impression, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you followed up. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> come hey, on that's real though from a friend of a friend it's true it hey, does that's, happen that's a real that's a I think he'd tell me that's a spot on impression it's fucking authentic
3: there are there, authentic there's someone out there like that yes probably
0: so you, while you did have That's some great. burials that were a result of natural causes uh, within the facility itself, you know, um, it, unfortunately those with mental illnesses, severely shortened lifespans, things like that, some of the burials, or a lot of them, could actually be attributed to a number of the actual draconian uh, treatments which had been performed oh. at this facility. And while we talk about how this was a big step forward, the design of the the buildings itself, the <laughs> let's, some let's of the treatments f- that went down two
2: steps 400 forward, steps backwards yeah. two steps back, over 200 <laughs> steps.
3: <laughs> Bananas. We got
2: to start with with everybody's favorite draconian method of treating mental illness because we know obviously that when somebody's mentally ill, what is the first thing that you want to do to these people? What what's the first thing that your head goes to?
1: Inflict pain and suffering upon them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: fucking crack the skull baby come on yeah. that's where that's where the demons are coming from get to the brain let
3: them out let the demons out
2: so we'll touch on the lobotomy so originally lobotomy involved drilling two small holes in either side of the forehead and severing the connecting tissue around the frontal lobes in the hopes that the that the to dull the symptoms of the mental illness so when you you separate those connections in the frontal lobe. The frontal lobe is where all the, like, the complex processing in your brain takes place, right? Like, the decision-making, not, like, your critical thinking, not the passive shit, like heartbeat, breathing, that type of shit, right? Right. So, it's, the frontal lobe is basically one of the main main factors where we separate from animals.
0: Right, Right. and And that's the part of the brain that pretty much, like, it. the frontal lobe keeps developing until, like, your 30s, right? I'm pretty sure. 25, 30, yeah. Talking about developmental kind of stuff like that it's like when you're i think like uh i'm not exactly sure when it starts taking shape but like even in education they talk about the development of the, the that frontal cortex and being like yeah. that's where all the the adult stuff comes from that's where your your reasoning your critical thinking all of that stuff
3: you're not a true adult till no, you're totally. at least 25 really well
2: that's why they call the question trying some of these fucking like 18 19 year olds as adults you're like are they able like were they fully cognizant of what they fucking did or was this just a giant baby Right? child still like i mean there, we got four giant babies here and yes. we're in our 30s and we're over 30 yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway so they developed the lobotomy and now dude like due to this mass popularity of this fucking treatment now i'm not sure why it was so popular because it Manged. maybe had a 50 success rate if you can call turning your patient into a vegetable success yeah right yeah. like it would it would curb some of these symptoms but it would basically turn you into a fucking zombie
0: yeah i'd almost yeah. i almost say in terms of like the, the with the speed of which it developed popularity i would say it almost is like it went viral like in the, yeah and like in, to use today's terms yep. like would, it would I be like that. it went viral like this is the new thing like this is the and, new treatment this is and so everyone was doing it
1: you know yeah, everyone totally. was doing it and then all of a sudden dr walter freeman in his kitchen one Whoa. day goes I think I can do this faster and more efficiently as he's fucking jamming needles into a fucking orange in his kitchen. He's going, we can do it. We can do it faster with less resources.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So what Braden's touching on is the transorbital lobotomy. So like obviously trans means through orbital means eye, and like this, we're talking fucking a matter of minutes, like 10 minutes to, to do this procedure. It's, it was more cost no effective. Anesthesia. <laughs> well, it's more cost effective and fucking easier than getting a tooth pulled. That's fine. Like, think about that.
1: Was it easier than getting and, a tooth pulled?
2: Well, yeah, it took, <laughs> took less than fucking 10 but minutes. Easier All you for who? Was a, well, here's <laughs> the thing too, though, but you, you are a little bit, like, when you say no anesthesia, that's not entirely correct. It was mostly Freeman and in North America that they went with this technique without anesthesia. But what they would do is they would do shock therapy to induce some type of seizure and then, following the seizure, you go into like you go into what's called a postictal period, right, where your kind of brain's resetting. It's like that quick little reboot where you're completely cool. out of it, trying to recline- recollect everything. And that's when they would do it. So you know it was faster. You'd save money, but you know we're going to touch on this, Doctor Martin Freeman, a little bit because this dude was a fucking nutcase.
0: So he was. I mean, so he was far- an actual doctor, though. Like he wasn't a There are
2: shitty doctors,
3: and he was
0: yeah. one of them. doctors. I'm just saying, like. He was a doctor. For the time for
3: the
1: time period, <laughs> he matter. was a medical doctor.
0: So so is
2: right. Doctor Doom. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, he's a bad guy.
1: What is Dr. You know, Doom's PhD in? You could on you could like verge on like serial killer? <laughs> well, I, no,
2: I wouldn't say that, but like here's here's perfect examples. Like Freeman developed a reckless enthusiasm for the operation, driving several thousand miles across the country to carry out demonstrations at asylums and hospitals. Listen. This was the equivalent of $200 today per operation for a doctor. That's it? That's not that much money. Yeah. Okay. So apparently he was an instinctive showman. He sometimes he sometimes ice-picked both eye sockets simultaneously, one in each hand.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: he uh, he had a buccaneering disregard for the usual medical formalities. He chewed gum while, while he operated and displayed impatience with what he called all the germ crap routinely failing to sterilize his hands or wear rubber gloves despite a 14 percent fatality rate freeman performed 3439 lobotomies in his lifetime 200 of those were at the Athlan- athens insane um asylum 24 of them in one day
1: yeah that's good that's good money and one of them a four-year-old child oh my god so wait, why so
3: he, you might you might ask? Okay, go ahead, Zell, Sorry, a, a clarification on this method. So you take a pick and you go like a like beside the eye or something, and then you pick. next
2: to the fuck next to the um to your nose, like, like right the
3: tear duct there, and then because there's, there's a small you, membrane behind your eye, and that's like what your brain is right there. Boom.
2: Exactly, and you you Kinda fucking just hammer around
3: it. a little bit. Get a little. So scramble. now, you, so you take a mallet. So now, is that what you're saying? Like you take a little yeah, mallet yeah, with yeah, a pick, just
1: tink. Crack. And you, you going to see break through punch? the eye socket. Like, oh my think.
2: god! And like, mm. so the difference in this, like, so originally what they would do with lobotomies is they would m- remove small pieces of the frontal lobe in hopes to, like, I don't know exactly what, like, remove some of the diseased tissue. Demons. Well, they you know. No, <laughs> they would. Do. They're
1: like, let's hope. <laughs> or
2: they would inject. Um, they'd inject fluid into the, like, alcohol into the white matter of your brain. But now with this new transorbital, they basically would fucking stick something in there and just give it a quick little flick and swish
3: just hope they get yeah, the right nerves uh, little him little little
2: leviosa the brain there it's <laughs> <laughs> a little quick one and fucking give him a quick scramble and here's some of the things like this and now once transorbital uh, transorbital lobotomies started becoming popular they were cost-effective they were fast here's some of the things they were advertised to help with uh tension apprehension anxiety depression insomnia suicidal ideations delusions hallucinations, crying spells, melancholia, obsession, panic attacks, disorientation, nervous indigestion,
1: indigestion. <laughs> so
2: so basically everything, like, everything everything, everything. pepto bismol solves yeah. now. <laughs> well, no, but basically these this is these are all pretty much <laughs> symptoms of MDD, a like major <laughs> depressive disorder. I, right. I
1: imagine there's a commercial where it's Dr. Lobotomy and like five chicks singing that into the Pepto Bismol theme. Dr. Lobotomus. Yeah, as he's dancing with his ice picks, he's pretending to poke himself in the eyes. He's singing a song. He's, like, yeah. flipping number one around good like price. behind his
0: back and stuff, like, doing, like, bat tricks with them, like, spinning Wacky
2: him around. Wacky inflatable, like yeah. inflatable arm guy, fucking
0: number one good price, only today.
2: Get your yeah, tension,
1: anxiety, upset stomach, lobotomy. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking wild. And, like, the craziest part about this is they were still doing lobotomies until the 60s in North America and apparently in France they did until the fucking 80s and (sighs) in extreme cases they still do them here yeah you can they still do lobotomies for what reason now I don't know, man, because there's people that are still on death row and they're not getting lobotomy. So well, well actually, do
3: they, the I've heard, do they do, like, if you have, like, a really bad brain swell, do they drill a hole to try and relieve pressure? Is that, like, what they do? Yeah, or? but they're not
2: flipping around in your frontal <laughs> lobe, stirring shit up in hopes it's going to fucking cure they're the not demons. They're tra- yeah, not trying <laughs> to blend
3: up the front of your brain, the human part of your brain, to try and cure you?
2: No, Billy Bob that went into the emergency room with indigestion yeah. is not getting a fucking lobotomy, <laughs> boys. Yeah. This was like, back that's when- not a um, thing.
0: I think was this the beginning of like what they said. It was like psychosurgery. This was still like the study of the brain was still relatively new. Right. What was that? We're, Nihilism. What?
2: No, right. it's the special type of, sur- like the some type of nihilist. I got to look it up. But that's your, they developed that from the psychosurgery.
0: And um, yeah, so it's just that these kinds of treatments went on. In Athens, like it wasn't besides just the beautiful yeah. outside, like the stuff was going on within the, Horrifying the facility treatment. and stuff. So the like we said, like electroshock therapy wasn't just used for, you know, the the precursor or the, you know, the the pregame for lobotomies. It was also used as seen as a valid treatment of some of the mental illnesses at the time. So you had this large amount of psychological and physical pain going on within this building, which we often see uh, produces Paranormal results. Um, but not only do you have these, th- these treatments coming on in, uh are going on uh, inside the facility itself. Uh, in 1977, uh, Athens Asylum made the newspapers about uh, when they housed the famous or infamous multiple personality uh, killer. Billy Milligan, who was one of the first people to utilize not him himself, but his his defense team, uh, his legal defense team. And they prepared a argument to have him diagnosed with multiple personality disorder. And so the doctors that diagnosed him with it said that he had suffered this from early childhood and he was the first person to be um, diagnosed with multiple personality disorder and then actually use the defense and be acquitted for a major crime for that. So now,
2: so now this Billy Milligan, might is either a fucking criminal genius or he's literally having like DID, dissociative identity disorder, because there's like his his, couple of his victims testified that while they were attacked, he was speaking in a fucking German accent. Is it Jack. I
3: must be it's the
2: only fucking but you know like he's using a German accent the, the arresting officer said that while he, they picked him up he was speaking in tongues it sounded like they were talking to different people at all times
1: and shit like that so like speaking in tongues you say wow mm. Mm, interesting now how com- how common Whole is circle.
3: like how common is like multiple personality disorder now is that like a is that a thing I don't well, think they, they call
2: it they call it disassociative identity disorder right but it's it's it is very common. You see it in a lot of uh, people who have struggled with you know intense trauma in the past. Like that. That's usually what kind of brings it on. That or drug abuse.
3: It's like they kind of like that's where we see it. Partition their brain to kind of get away from that kind of stuff. Like something ba- oh, really they, bad happened. They disassociate. Yeah.
2: Right. They disassociate from themselves and then uh, become though, someone here else. Comes these, you'd say characters. Right.
0: He didn't only. He didn't just spend time in Athens, but he also uh, had a stint in a series of state-run mental hospitals where uh, he was reported having 10 different personalities. And even later in life, 14 more personalities were said to have been discovered. Wow. Like, And then he ended up dying of cancer in a nursing home in Columbus, Ohio on December 12th in 2014 at 59.
2: Good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I <mic>, so. like <laughs> sorry, but, sorry, well, but yeah, you're I mean, not. I mean, the guy did yeah. some
2: awful things. Yes. He did.
0: So, now we get to the the one part of the th- this is the the very much part that's probably cemented the 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 Athens lunatic asylum into paranormal lore. Right. Is the tale of the patient named Margaret Schilling. Who disappeared from? She was being treated at the asylum um, uh, for her mental illness, and then she ended up disappearing on December first, nineteen seventy-eight. Now, I believe like she when she was being treated, she was a very like non-responsive, like not very. Um, I, I don't. I wasn't sure of the exact uh, exact diagnosis of what she was being treated of, but it seemed like she wasn't very like. Um, she was like non-verbal. I'm pretty sure she like she wasn't, um, uh, she wasn't lucid at all or anything like that. But so making her disappearing was very was seen as very strange because she was not the kind of person I think to become like wandering off. Right. Eventually, she was found, January twelfth, nineteen seventy 42 days later. But they found her body, and which was discovered by a maintenance worker in a in a locked, long abandoned ward, which had once. T- been used for patients with infectious illnesses like like TB or something they would just stick them in there and pop them in there you know quarantine them inside that that ward itself now tests after her death seem to show that she died of heart failure um, she was wasn't it
2: Dan, wasn't it something weird about that too? Like wasn't, wasn't she naked with all her clothes like neatly folded beside her?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is another interesting part of the case or the part of her disappearance is she was found completely naked with her clothes uh, and it's commented on being neatly folded next to her body. So she had taken off her clothes, totally taken off her clothes, folded them herself and
3: put them next to her. Is that how it appeared anyways? But she was said to die from heart failure. Heart failure. Die of heart failure. Which you
0: would think? How, would old, was be, she? How old was she? Sir? Um I don't have the name. I don't have her exact age on th- the thing. She wasn't too old. She wasn't, she wasn't that old. Um now, probably the most interesting and most disturbing part of the case, not just the, the you know, finding her naked somewhere in there, but the most disturbing thing is that there seems to have developed a permanent stain where her body was laying when they found her. There's we there's pictures of it, like there's a lot of pictures of it and, and you know, uh, documentation of this stain that was left on the floor. And you can clearly see an imprint or an outline of her hair and her body yeah, still there on the floor.
1: To be honest, like this is like a huge point of this case. People look at this stain and they're like, holy shit. But like I leave that stain everywhere I sit. <laughs>
3: Slug trails, slug trail, Brain slug trails. Dude, this guy, lead,
1: you go to the
2: gym with him, and there's ectoplasm fucking slug trails on everything he sits on. Dude, it's we awful. had
3: a, we had Pod Week here. What what was that in May? And uh, the chair, I'm mm. right here. Yeah, probably had to throw it out. It's yeah. just it is it a black piece of like fake leather chair, but there's a ass print in it still. It never recovered.
1: Yeah, and the, and the face of El Diablo. Was there a slug trail leading up
3: to the plug There toilet? may or may not have been a <laughs> slug trail right through mm. my house, actually, now that you mention it.
2: <laughs> Jesus. This guy's fucking Slimer.
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it is, like, haunting that this stain is still there to this day. They, They've tried to remove it. It will not it, like, go.
2: I'm going to say, you know, 42 days worth of decomposition. It's going to leave some fucking significant shit
0: behind. That aside, uh, people who have, you know, in addition to this, the the asylum has long since been shut down. It's been um, it it hasn't been an asylum for a very long time. And pretty much the only thing at this point that is seems to be saving it is the fact that people are they started to organize like haunted tours of the building because a lot of people were reporting strange activity within the asylum. People reported hearing uh, the usual, you know, noises, strange noises at night inside the, inside the building. You had doors opening and closing and even people saying that they saw there was a window in the, uh, in the same room where Margaret Schilling had died and people reported seeing an outline or a
3: definite person, a woman in white, in that in that window. Dude, here's here's the stain. If you're watch if you're not watching the live stream, you can find this. Uh, this one's from historicmysteries.com, but there's a stain. It's disgusting. I didn't,
1: that's not I didn't leave that at your house. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is in my this is in the studio right now.
1: <laughs> Can't
3: get rid of it. Destroyed my laminate flooring.
1: It's uh yeah, it's haunting because you can see like the impression of a
3: body. Like a body, and leaked out like a bunch of fluid or something.
1: Yeah. It's, that's, what's disturbing to me is that you see clearly see the shape of a woman, the arms, and then you can see like where stuff had just continually settled. It's, it's, uh, it's nasty to look at.
3: Yeah. I mean, I mean, your body is full of like different types of acids and stuff. So I could see it staining, but like they say they try and clean it and they can never really get rid of it. So like,
2: yeah, the gym staff says the same thing about the fucking leg extension.
1: Right? <laughs> it sits, right? sits on so it. My brain's not allowed there anymore. <laughs> it just yeah.
3: discolors the leather anytime he sits anywhere. <laughs>
1: um, it's, I, I find it hard to believe though, like the, I think of something more than likely would probably a nefarious happened to her because I'm like, one, how is this fucking patient getting into this wing? She's just stripping her she strips herself naked and then conveniently is like, oh my failed heart. Right. I'm like, well, it, d- it'd be super interesting to
2: find out how old she is and stuff. Because like that's heart failure oh. does not something that happens to young people. Mind you, people died a little bit earlier back then. But also, what kind of treatments was she? She was 53. To? Yeah, so that's pretty young. Still, it's not unheard of, but it's young. And plus you gotta think like, what kind of treatments was she receiving at this fucking place?
0: I mean, she looks pretty from the pictures of like the ones it, it, before her death. Uh, she looks pretty rough, haunting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, definitely like if yeah, you at her, her she, you like, this this that's is, a person. This is Margaret. Who, does
3: she have? This is Margaret Shilling. Does she have any?
2: Does she have any swelling or anything like that? <laughs>
3: that's <laughs> the <what> <laughs> <has, laughs> a lot of shit. Nope. This is <laughs> Margaret Shilling.
2: Well, you're not wrong. It is kind there of. she is. Technically,
0: oh shit. That's like uh, her time from her time in the in the hospital. Sunken cheeks. Her hands
1: kind of look swollen. I don't know. She's it's not a hotel. But woman. Do, what kind of heart failure where you're like, okay, well, like, that is quite the coincidence. What, what I worry, what I speculate may have happened is that she was assaulted or sexually assaulted by someone. And the trauma of the event was maybe call it like, the stress of that, of being attacked gave her heart failure. And then whoever did that to her left her and folded her clothes neatly. Like that's That's where my brain goes to Because I'm like It just seems so fucking weird Well here's the thing though Like that that's Dying of heart failure Is
2: not Like it's not like Dying of a heart attack Right It's not like an acute Fucking like sudden onset Oh fuck Like just, And just You know you just die It basically You're like Your your heart's a pump Just stops And it slowly Stops being able to pump Properly due to fucking atrophy or whatever. And then you start backing up fluid. And that's usually how you dive heart failure. So maybe she got lost and she's on heart failure medications. Maybe she's on fucking right. diuretics or something like that. Or because she's gone for 42 days, she couldn't get her meds. I don't know. Right, right, but right. It's weird. It's fucking weird. It doesn't make sense, especially with her, like, I don't know. It's like that paradoxical hypothermia. Maybe you know, something like your clothes, getting maybe naked. Maybe something
0: and like, took her life. And not in the normal way, paranormal wise. Maybe she saw something in there while she was in there. Sucked the life force right out of her. Yeah. Yeah,
3: maybe. I mean her, her I, heart.
0: I mean, with the when she was locked in, I mean she's already in there. She's looking pretty uh, at that point. I can't imagine. She doesn't look like a person with exactly oh, a, a very strong heart. I know heart. exactly what like, happened.
2: Is she was getting paranormally activated. They fucking go slammed the doors and locked her in there. <laughs> and fucking Margaret got all crazy. She's like, You think I'm in here with you? You're locked in here with me. And fucking went nuts, beat the shit out of the ghost, and ended up having a fucking heart failure.
3: Yeah.
0: That's what it is. It stressed her heart too
2: much. I get on
3: board with that.
0: Yeah. I did why is she, she take her She's crazy. To, to, yeah. That's, go, I, that's right. You scrap. Well, you're Everybody naked. knows right. you fight naked. Yeah, it's true. You
3: Everybody fight ghosts
0: naked. That's. that's right. You got to intimidate them somehow. Yeah. If and you then, want
3: to intimidate someone, the first thing you do in a fight is strip completely naked. That's the right? very so first thing. If you're fighting you ghosts,
0: do. like you got to get naked. I mean, especially a ghost. Yeah. It's the
2: fucking first rule of Ghost Fight Club: get naked. Get naked. Get naked.
0: I, f- I follow that reasoning.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like we cracked it, boys. Uh
0: hmm. oh. So, so this, but this, go ahead, Dan. Well, I was saying that this is the uh, while you have Athens Lunatic Asylum that is uh, markedly haunted and people have reported seeing it. And there's still tours that, you know, claim that this I think it's 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 changed its name since uh, a few since times it was I the think. Athens Asylum. Actually, multiple <laughs> times it's changed its mean name. They, they dropped the lunatic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's they, yeah, it's definitely gone. That's uh, I shocking. think it's called the Ridges now. As what yeah, it is, it's, it's,
1: it, it's called the Ridges. And you and can look it, it up. I mean, there's tons of YouTube videos of people going and doing ghost tours. Um, claiming to see operations doors closing footsteps you know you name it people it's a it's a creepy place and you know i don't want to go there i've i did some research on it and i was like nope not for me nope i'm good
0: it's no colonial williamsburg now the interesting thing about researching for this case is that while our while our fans on the our patreon fans who chose this probably thought we were just talking about the Athens Lunatic Asylum, that is not the only spooky ghosty place in Athens, Ohio. There is a much wider oh, paranormal well, one field. Sec, we got some interference here.
1: Oh, space news!
0: <laughs> um, space news live from Kevin Nash's bathroom. <laughs> uh,
1: this is, okay? Um, there's new cracks on the international space stations that are stoking fears of fissures spreading. Uh, Russian cosmonauts have discovered cracks on the uh, Zarya module of the International Space Station uh, and are concerned that these may lead to more pressure, uh, more pressure fissures uh, and compromise the entire module. Um, Right now, they're just superficial, but by all reports, it's bad. And it's going to, it suggests that more of these are going to spread over time. So, you know, I feel like the, the International Space Station of late has been plagued with kind of uh you know it's getting old we've talked about it tons She's of time. Old. she she getting old
0: so I mean if you can only imagine like the technology it's you know it's probably a durability thing I mean a lot of people don't think about like what the like the the harshness of the environment of outer space is and it's not even like really outer outer space but i mean just the wear and tear the amount of radiation and things and even though they kind of plan for these things when they build these and the materials that they use in constructing these things you can imagine like still it's probably not you can it's almost impossible to test the these
3: these materials on earth for adequate in the same conditions like you get one like tiny like almost like a rice sized piece of space debris going at whatever tens of thousands of kilometers an hour crashes into that thing. Yeah. Spe- like just oh, st- specks of dust just traveling at that, the, these tremendous,
0: tremendous speeds could cause these things. But just it, it just sitting out there in these, you know, the, the way that it has to sit in the orbit and all these things, I mean, I'm sure that's, yeah, it's taking its toll
3: at this point. Yeah, that, yeah that's, Anyways, that's, that's all I got. And that was super random, super random. Yeah, that's going to trigger a beer break here. We're going to be right back.
0: So the paranormal spookiness, not only isolated to Athens Lunatic Asylum, like I said, there is a wide paranormal net cast or seemingly cast over the city of Athens itself and even sort of some of the other like Lincoln counties. One of the other most haunted places that's on the list is Wilson Hall, which is a dormitory located on the campus of Ohio University. Bobcats. <laughs> and now Wilson Hall itself is a relatively new building. It was erected in 1965. And one of the popular theories about, there's a couple of one, a couple of like these, these paranormal like oddities and, and uh, probably like attributions to the hall itself. And one of them is that, one of the most popular ones is that the hall is built upon or in the center of a giant pentagram that oh, is drawn shit. between five surrounding cemeteries on the map.
3: Shit. No. Cemeteries around this place?
0: Right. Well, not not the like not specifically the cemeteries like in the like the Athens lunatic assignment, but the cemeteries like kind of like outside and around the city. And if you pull up if you pull up a map, if you go into Google Maps, I did this. If you go into Google Maps, and you type in cemeteries, uh, you know, you go to Athens, Ohio, and you type in like nearby and you put cemeteries. There is a kind of like correlation there. You could probably draw a pretty near shape of a number of cemeteries. It looks very close, which would match very closely to a description of a pentagram, which uh, can both, according to whichever i you know ideology that you subscribe to it can either be protection against evil or it can be a uh you know a symbol of summoning of evil so that's one of the explanations as to why this place is haunted now not only that but there are events that are associated with wilson hall that would kind of also prove that perhaps the pentagram is the evil
3: pentagram the evil type i guess so um they say that isn't a pentagram like uh, like a like a wiccan thing and it's supposed to like represent strength or something in like i mean it's a bunch it's a bunch of things in the good in the good way it's supposed to represent strength in the bad way it's supposed to summon all portals to hell right there i mean the pentagram isn't you know in ages pretending like you don't know zell (laughs) come on don't try that shit
2: with us convenient yeah as if
0: Uh, the pentagram is an ages old symbol and it goes back, you know, millennium millennia. So it's like, you could find probably any number of uh, significance can be attributed to the, to the symbol itself. So, uh, but one of them here is what people tend to believe is that there's perhaps the evil type of pentagram, not an upside down one and an upright one. Like I guess the North, you know, pointing to the North and be all the way to the top and two points in the South. So, now, people say that the trouble, the actual, the, the paranormal trouble in Wilson Hall started sometime, not too long after its construction. Um, they said somewhere in the 1970s is generally accepted that a student lost their life uh, in one of the rooms there. And I think it's 423. Is 428?
1: 428. Yeah, I think uh, so. I thought it was 428.
0: Uh, is probably
1: 248. the is it two forty eight? Some there's a four. <laughs> there's the so four eight. in there. Mm. <laughs> uh, but this is this is this like as much as we can't remember the number four twenty eight four twenty eight. This is legit real because the they board off this room like you cannot they do not rent it to students anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't well, let anyone live. How
2: impractical is that? People die and shit all the time. You can't just be,
0: oh, this house is fucked. Burn it.
1: It's not die. just
0: the one death. You have the one student who died in the 1970s, but then there was, you might be able to write one off and be like, okay, we can still, uh, we can still put students in this room. No big deal. You know, it's just one person perhaps. Uh, and then, but sometime later, a second student who is living in the dorm, uh, it's usually described in, in the kind of the lore of Wilson Hall that it was a female student. And those who claim to know the woman said that she was a big fan of the occult, that she studied, uh, you know, symbols and uh, esoteric readings and the, and the like. And that she apparently may have been using the energy of the room. Uh, which would probably have a negative uh, negative cast to it after the the traumatic event that had occurred there years earlier., uh, she was using the room's energy to speak with the dead,
3: yeah, and not and not only like the room's energy, yes, but here's a picture of what they say is the pentagram and the little star if you're not watching the live stream, it's actually right in the center of all these graveyards. Can you see that? Oh, shit. And what, what the- that's the fucking pentagram from the map? That's it's huge. Like it's a
0: very large pentagram. Yeah, but
2: like you said you're like you could kind of see it. I can see a fucking pentagram. No, I, mean, no
0: I said if you if this you places haunted Google maps and you and for yourself, like if you were like, Okay, I didn't know anything about the pentagram and I typed it in and I looked at these these like the shape of and the formation of the cemeteries, the placement of the cemeteries on the map looks very much like a
3: pentagram. Like
2: that's Five points of paranormal activation, yeah. right? There. And they
3: say that well, the, nothing. Do it's because it's very close to the very center of the pentagram, and they say kind of like in that, in that, you know, in that occult, in the occult culture, like that, the center of the pentagram is like you know kind of like a ley line, like that's where all the power converges. So if you were to say like these graveyards are like the points, and that you form a pentagram around them, right in the center is Ohio University room fucking what do we say 248 four twenty eight, four twenty eight, and that's where and, this girl who's into the yeah, cult she's opening all portals to hell like i usually tell people and in this situation though she it didn't work out for her
1: well and it, it the thing is it's not like they were like hey this she, you know she died we opened the room there was all this stuff let's board it up they didn't do that what happened is is they were having students live in this room afterwards that were so spooked by objects being thrown in the room, the scratching, the clawing, uh, that there were so many complaints from students not wanting to be in that room because of these issues that they finally just had to say, "All right, well, that's enough. We, we've okay. got to board it up." Yeah, one <laughs> of the,
0: one of the more disturbing reports is that students uh, said or reported seeing demonic-looking faces that would appear in the reflective surfaces of the room and also within the woodwork of the door itself like there would be there would be a face that looked very well or could you know be interpreted to to resemble a devil or a demon uh some students said you know they they saw this and when they would go to report it or bring somebody else to to corroborate their story like it would be gone like it would be they they saw something there and uh you know there's there's other reports of other paranormal activity going on within there like uh some people said they they saw the uh you know the shining blood dripping from the ceiling and the walls you know and that that's what they are and so so many students who lived within this room were reporting these things that they had to board it up because it just became you know nobody wanted to to live in that room what i want to know is what
2: what did this chick major in like did she when did she come up with this plan did she go through high school being like, I got to get into this arts program at fucking Ohio because I need to summon these fucking demons in this exact same room, put herself through fucking college to go to student loan, did all this bullshit just so she could get in this room and worship fucking Satan and open up a fucking portal to hell. Well, yes. To be honest, it's <laughs> so amazing. That's a fucking dedication, man. I
1: mean, this yeah. is, this is such a interesting case for me because I'm like, it. the fact that a university is going to give up that money <laughs> that they would get from the dormitories to just be like, yeah, it's not worth it. it's not worth the headache, and we're just gonna board it up. Gives lends this a lot of credence to me because I'm like, they don't give a fuck. Like, they're smart, right? They're smart. They're smart people. They're academics. They're like, this room's paranormally <laughs> activated. it has got to be fucking toast. Yep, get rid of it. Yep, right. Because it, it's like this is that. Like, I'm sure it's a lot of money for kids to stay in the dormitories there, no. like yeah. it is to stay anywhere, and like to lose two rooms. Like, because what, it's probably two in a room. So to lo- lose two incomes from that, I'm like, it's a substantial amount. Like, and they don't care. They don't like, it's not for them. It's like, it's just a, a money thing, right? Like it's cheap student housing. That's not cheap. It's not cheap at all. Like it's built cheap and operated cheap at a high expense.
3: But it, yeah, it brings, so, it brings a lot of profit. Yeah.
1: So for me, even to, just
2: think about that though. Like you're going to be like, you know, you you get in there and you're, what, what do you call the fucking guy that lives on your on your floor that like makes the RA the or whatever. yeah, the yeah, resident advisor. Like, so what the f- hey man, like what's up with two forty eight? Like, what's with what the fucking boards and shit? yeah. Like, is he gonna tell you like, oh, it's under construction, like it's all good? Don't chill. He's Like, no, that place is fucking <laughs> it. paranormally activated. Stay the fuck away from it. How many people are gonna be like, yeah, I'm not gonna go to school here, man. I'm going to fucking <laughs> no candles, I'm going to Ohio State, O H I O, baby,
0: <laughs> go Buckeyes. Fuck this place. Oh, no, that's Ohio State University is Buckeyes. Is that's Ohio what I just said. University. I just said,
2: I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm oh, going oh, to go fucking Buckeyes. Ohio State. Here, go yeah. Buckeyes.
1: O-H-I-O. What's that, Braden? <laughs> Keep up. Well, <laughs> it just, to me, it, it's it's very strange because I'm like- you could have done it a lot of things. You could have renovated, made new room numbers, and then no one would have known. You could have, you know what I mean, just had the the room off limits for a year or two, and then just put it back in circulation. Like once, you know what I mean. There's ways, but it's like still to this day boarded up.
2: Do we have any pictures of the boarded up room? Do we have anything cool like that? Uh, There's
1: a hilarious video on YouTube. <laughs> you can find it on YouTube where uh, the guy keeps going spooky. A lot of people. A lot of people <laughs> say Dan.
3: No, it's not me. <laughs> it's spooky. <laughs> a lot of people say in, in the internet lore that like 428 is like built above like this part of the buildings above a, like an old, another graveyard, like the center of the pentagram. But then I'm like, yeah. well, why four? A double graveyard. Well, you, there, you have three floors below. You'll have a 328 and a 228 and a 128. Why are those ones not haunted? Why does it have to be the fourth floor? So for me- Because the people died in that one.
1: 14.
3: Yeah, but that's, but I mean, it's like, if this was the haunted one, why not the ones before? If it's like a a geographic haunt, haunting point, like the pe- center of the pentagram, why is it just? the Well, she on the fourth opened floor? she
1: opened the door in that room. Like, yeah, it just happened. It, that's what I, I guess mean it that. would be a pin right through. That's what think. that's
3: what I mean though. It's not like it, I don't think there's a graveyard underneath because that's just internet speculation. But I think it's just because they're in the center. And if she would have done it on floor one, two, th- or three, it would have made no difference. It just happened to be that she's on fourth the fourth floor when she you know, summit all portals to hell.
2: It should open the dimension to hell.
0: All of
3: them. Wide open. Scary,
2: man. Okay.
0: Now, um This case is probably, it's one of those fun ones where I went into to, inter- I went in genuinely interested about the Athens student asylum. And then it's like, okay, then I found out even more about, okay, there's Wilson Hall, which is now on Ohio University's campus, which is apparently considered one of the most high haunted campuses in the United States. It's the center of a pentagram. But it goes... Yeah, but it goes even deeper where it's like at first we kind of thought like, okay maybe the Athens Lunatic Asylum is the source of the paranormal activity that's going on with this. Like you have this seemingly wide field of paranormal energy or something affecting numerous buildings because Wilson Hall is not the only one that's reported to be haunted. There's a couple other places within the university. So I thought about talking about those at first and and you could kind of be like that. But. So I went back further uh in the history of the Athens and the surrounding areas and I found a very interesting story a very early story much earlier than these than the than the uh, the Lunatic Asylum than Wilson Hall any of those mm. ones and it's the family it is the story of the Coons family spirit room so the Coons family K O O N S were a Family that lived about fifteen minutes to the north of Ohio University campus, where Wilson Hall is located, and in the mid eighteen hundreds, probably around eighteen fifty or eighteen fifty five, the Coons family built a spirit room, which they drop acid in. Which um, Jonathan Coons, the head of the family, said that he had been in contact with spirits who had instructed him to build this spirit room in order to conduct seances to speak with the dead
1: this is basically how zell got lady zell convinced to build the studio <laughs> this is this could be the same the same story you just replaced jonathan coons with zell and then we played Ouija board board in with here lady zell. a few times and
3: uh, the rest is history yes
0: so Jonathan Coons is described as being a, uh, him and his, the rest of his family were described as self-educated farmers, but they're also well-versed <laughs> in so not politics educated, and philosophy. not
1: educated at all. I think that's what that means.
2: Well, <laughs> educated in the ways of fairmen, yeah, planting fucking corn and fucking
0: carrots, Fucking cows and, cool and crap. But I'm but they were considered Beats. smarter than your average, uh, you know, farmer? Farmer, your, your frontier, you know, frontier farmers. <laughs> Says them,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm smarter than him. Yeah,
0: and and, and he, he's smarter than me. It said in 1852, Coons came across the newspaper descriptions of the Fox Family wrappings, and I have we talked about the Fox Family wrappings? Like we might have talked about that at some
3: point. They're like the famous, like the two, the famous uh, group of. Uh, that's like the two girls i think Spiritual mediums rappers. right right
0: and uh they would do a lot, they would do performances séances and they would get spirits to to rap out numbers and and things like that and melodies and and oh, stuff shit. like that um we
2: thought like what year was this
0: this was in the 18 1850s yeah
2: but i we thought fucking grandmaster
0: flash invented rap like come on <laughs> yeah. how long ago was this this is awesome <laughs> rap and ghosts i, I mean rapping as in like knocking it like rap 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 like yo yo chamber rap door. rap no rapping yo, at baby, your chamber yo, door, baby, like Uh-oh, the raven okay. quote nevermore like that kind of rapping right.
1: well, well, still I guess rap that is
0: also technically rapping kind but. of rap rhyming hip, hop hip hip hop <laughs> so now coons went out and attended several seances uh, throughout Ohio, because at this time, um, if if you go back, it, you see that at this time in the mid 1800s, you had this kind of revival or this kind of development of the popularization of spiritualism within North America and, and Europe. You have this rise of like the the idea that the the dead can be contacted and communicated with. There was a whole kind of new um, a, a new age spiritualism uh, movement that was becoming popular in the United States and Europe. So he had these kinds of things. So he had like pretty much like everybody and their mom were doing seances, um, performing, you know, uh, were, were investigating mediums, uh, people communicating with the dead and these kinds of things. So after attending several of these seances, um, when he returned home, uh, he discovered that he was also a medium, that he could also <laughs> communicate Fuck with the dead. Yeah. And also- convenient his oldest also discovered that his son named Cletus uh, (laughs) he discovered that his son Nahum 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 Nahum. 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 Uh, were also endowed with psychic abilities so pretty much it was perhaps an inherited family trait where they were all
3: psychic family psychics they just self educated themselves
1: on how to do it (laughs) I seen it done and now I can do it planting carrots and talking to ghosts.
0: So after communicating and communing with the spirits, apparently they uh, revealed to him instructions to build a log cabin that was 12 by 14 feet, had three shuttered windows and a single door with a seven foot high ceiling. And this was
1: how big, what's the dimensions on the studio there?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's a 11 by 15 by nine, nine foot uh, (laughs) 10, actually not quite the same.
1: You had to outdo them, eh? (laughs)
3: Uh,
0: so not only did the spirits tell him how to construct the you know the the dimensions of this of the spirit room, which would be the best uh, conductor of spiritual energy, but they also requested that he equip this spirit room with a number of musical. Instruments: Dope. A tenor drum, a bass drum, two fiddles, a guitar, an accordion,
3: a this trumpet, a tin
0: horn, a T-bell, a triangle, and of course, no band is complete without the tambourine.
3: This was barely, this was just a few days who's ago. Who's going to play
0: these instruments? Oh, who's going to play these instruments? Yeah, who's going to play the instruments? After they completed the construction and they equipped this, you know, they equipped their spirit room with the uh, requested Number of musical
1: instruments. Coons, the wife is so upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to buy a tambourine. We gotta buy fiddles and all sorts of instruments. And she probably said the same thing. Who the fuck's gonna play all these things? Well,
0: the apparently the seances that they performed at this within the spirit room and it became advertised in local newspapers and actually people ended up like trekking you know my tens you know from all around <laughs> tens of Ohio, miles tens of i mean back then that's a lot tens of people would trick. go out to this Are the ghosts make cool places, <laughs> make a uh you know a pilgrimage of some type to go see the coons family spirit room because of the lively descriptions of what would happen during these seances. So a lot of them, they said would usually start with coons who would sit at a table with his wife and son beside him and would start to play a lively tune on his fiddle. And within moments, all of the other instruments would join in keeping perfect time. Although they were being played by no one. Oh my God. What? Are you serious?
3: That's fucking awesome.
2: This is the coolest shit ever. You, like all I can picture in my head right now is just like as he starts playing, just ghosts descend from the ceiling and one guy's got a tambourine and they're like, This is the Coons Family Ghost Club Band. <laughs> I'm glad-
1: fucking hitting tambourines and shit. Like, that'd be so good. I dude, I, I pictured I pictured Billy Bob and the Hillbilly Bear band playing at the Chuck E. Cheese's Pizza Time Theater. <laughs> except it's just ghosts. No <laughs> one's playing this. <laughs> a lot a whole lot of fucking hand slapping
0: and knee fucking
2: driving there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I pictured in my head, I was like, man, this would be great for a Dungeons and Dragons campaign where you have a family of necromancers (laughs) that aren't really interested in raising the dead to conquer a kingdom or to unlock the secrets of undeath or just want to have a family jam band and just rock out and none of the, and then you would have like spirits and stuff, but they couldn't play any instruments except percussion instruments because they can't breathe. So you're the only, they can only, play. it's like, it's like, Oh, you're going to play. It's like, I was good at playing the trumpet in my earlier life. Well, you can't breathe now. So you're playing the fucking tenor drum. Dude.
3: So what, what you're telling me, what you're telling me is I can, uh, I can just get rid of all the band.
1: You are Fix the drummer. Problem. You, are, you could call it luckiest monkey. <laughs> <laughs> or
3: maybe I can get rid of all the members of the band. I no, can only summon- the
0: ones that, pull- well, I guess, the, uh, I guess guitars are kind of string instruments. Yeah. it's like kind of a progression. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. But
2: yeah. Zell's got the ax. Zell's the ax man. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <it's> per- <laughs> no, no, I go for a rhythm. Oh my God. It explains why you play the guitar. If ghosts can play it, <laughs> it all makes sense now.
3: <laughs> so I, I don't need a singer. I don't, I, I we, don't, we don't have any horns or brass. So all I need is a couple of ghosts. I don't have to pay them. No. Because they're dead. So they, mm-hmm. they have no no need for money. Right. So this is... I mean, you have no soul to sell. So, I mean, you can't do this, that. So this is the... I fu- mean, what would you have to bargain with? This is the future of the band because right now we can't play shows anyway. But if I could play solo with a ghost band, I'd probably do all right. Yeah. So just take <laughs> the Zelt- Zeltron and the ghosts. Zeltron and the ghosts. There we go. Zeltron <laughs> and the specters. That's the new band. Yeah, Zeltron ectoplasm. like <laughs> Perfect. I'm in. This is perfect for me. So apparently
0: the musical portion of the evening was just the precursor because that would be followed by an appearance of what people described as spirit hands and not spirit fingers, spirit hands. (laughs) um, That would that were described. They were either luminous themselves or they are illuminated by phosphorized sheets of paper uh, that had been prepared by Coons and they would be like they would write out messages in handwriting, in, you know, perfect handwriting and things like this, people would see these hands writing out messages and, and answering questions and things like that <laughs> while they were, after they perform you know, after they performed this these amazing musical feats at some putting point. Putting on a hell of a fucking show. No
2: kidding. Like, yeah. this guy's fucking working for this money. Like, I'm impressed.
0: And they would go on to perform for a long time. Like, does the Coons family... The Coons family seance room spirit room was in operation for quite a long time. Um and then they eventually at some point, like they just they just stopped doing it. Um some people attribute it to another family that uh built their own spirit room. (laughs) Yeah, their uh, neighbors across the
1: way. (laughs) We're also self-educated, and I went into his spirit room once now. I know how they've got
2: a spirit room, I want a spirit room too. (laughs) Like (laughs) Well, they built a deluxe spirit room, actually
0: little bit well, more advanced. I mean, I it's, it's, for most accounts I think it, it was that uh, both both of the uh performances or the séances and the things that would go on were were extremely similar between the two uh the two families. Um but it was just the fact that the the other one was a little bit closer to like the main township of Athens. So people would end up going to that one as opposed to trekking out a little bit farther to the Coons one. Just just drawing off enough business for the Coons to be like, well, maybe we don't. It, the, the effort's not there. What uh, you're saying, Dan,
1: it. what you're saying is the Coons family ghost band was lured. To a, a more convenient ghost <laughs> band, they just moved to a more convenient location. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't think I don't think the I don't think the spiritual energy faded I think the ghosts were still there it's just the yeah it's just the 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 people were going to a different place. <laughs> he, <laughs> probably went to a different he, fucking he's, record he's label. sitting
1: in the he's sitting in the dinner room and all the fucking instruments start going and he's like not today I'm just not in the mood and they all like wah, wah. <laughs> here's a physical
3: here's a physical representation of what uh, the ghost jam room might look like
0: <laughs> yes, that is a, I believe that That's is amazing. a illustration uh, from around that time of what it may have what's looked like. A, what's with during this dude these... floating
3: up here? Is he a, a ghost activity. or is he being controlled by a ghost?
0: I mean, people were saying that these were very lively perform- seances, like these things that happened, that there was an abundance of, of spiritual energy going out there and a lot of feats and uh, things going on here, which I always think is pretty... This is a pretty interesting thing. So this is the theory kind of goes, and I came across one of these, is that perhaps that the Coons family, uh, in their communication with the dead, their opening of the portal into the lands of death is perhaps what was a trigger or you know, something that they didn't close. They left the planchette on the on the Ouija board, and that spiritual energy that was released uh, you know, pretty regularly at that point. Could have perhaps spread out with, along those ley lines uh, mm. into Athens mm. itself, and so this is why you had this uh, uh, all of these paranormal locations or uh, places that seem to be charged with spiritual energy, and people reporting seeing all these ghosts and paranormal uh, events right. occurring within the town could have perhaps originated here at the Coons family spirit house.
3: Perhaps not. Yeah, not far away. You hey, you got a fucking ghost band. I'm in, sold. That's the best part of the story for me.
0: Yeah, it was a nice little. It was a nice little uh, historical nugget hidden in here uh, from the Athens Lunatic Asylum choice like i I thought that was pretty interesting because i went back and i was like okay why why would this place be haunted and um some you know a lot of these places that are haunted especially like around the 1800s and stuff you get these stories kind of rising up of like oh it's an indian burial ground which is something that's thrown around a lot and um but I was like, oh, I couldn't, have, I couldn't, have, no, I don't know about that. Like I kind of went back in the history to see if there had actually been Native American burial grounds, like in the, the city itself. There's not really any, uh, I don't think there's really any evidence to support like a concentrated uh, settlement of uh, long-term settlements of Native Americans with the area. Although Native Americans did live in some, in some of the areas around Athens. Um, there's, I don't think there's any really evidence to support that, but that, the Coons family thing popped up. And then that sounded way more interesting.
1: <laughs> well, it's a wild, wild story for sure. A wild story. <laughs> um, my final thoughts on the three, like looking at the Athens one, I, I I, mean, we've gone into that. That has the recipe of, you know, everything you need to have a place paranormally activated. Terrifying location. Uh, a lot of trauma through a building, you know, mixed mental illness and you know, people getting lobotomies left and right. <laughs> it's it's not a good place. So nope. Uh, I believe that that you know is. I believe that place is haunted. If you go there, you're gonna have a good chance of seeing something or sensing something. Uh, the school. Um. Again, I just can't. I really lean Wilson Hall. I. I the fact that they don't have those rooms available now, they just have it boarded up because they don't want students in it because of all the issues. To me, I'm like, it, it that seems so weird because they have, must have so many fucking issues with people complaining when that room was open that they're like, well, they jam packed, there's like, there's never empty rooms, like, they fill those things. They want to, you know, they're there to make as a, the maximum amount of profit off you. These these secondary, post secondary schools. So, to me, that they would even consider this of like, hey, we're just not gonna have, we're gonna have two less students living here, which means potentially two less students paying tuition. Seems I'm like that's, it must be at some on some level serious or like a serious nuisance to them. So the fact that these two people did die there. Uh, and the rumors and the lore around it. And like, you, you know, you, we saw the picture on the live stream. It's a fucking pentagram. Yep. Uh, mix that in with the Coons family spirit room, which, you know, I was spooky, spooky, getting freaked out. And then it's like, I take a trip to Scandia to see the old fucking bear band play. <laughs> uh, eight band, eight band. Uh, that one's an interesting one because I'm like, it, that one scene, like the story itself, I fucking love because it's hilarious. But it feels like uh, like a sideshow that someone's been like, hey, I could do this. I could do this same fucking thing. I could do the same show that they're doing. Hmm. And then they just got popular, like how he was making these instruments and stuff play by themselves. Awesome. Awesome. I don't know. I don't awesome. know. But that one, that one strikes me as I'm like, it, it has a lot of elements where I raise my eyebrows and I, it feels hoaxy, where I just, I lean to believe that it was set up based on the fact that he went and saw something, he's like, guess what? I We're now talk to rich. ghosts. <laughs> and he's like, and, and Lim, what's his son's name? Jimmy? Jimmy Bob? You're, you can all, because on, I can, you're, you're my firstborn son. And guess what? You can talk to ghosts too. And he's like, really, pa? He's like, really, really. <laughs> and then they start building this thing. I'm like, to me, I'm like, it seems like they're trying to monetize like a business model. That's what it seems. So I lean towards the third one being a hoax, but the first two being legit spooky places.
3: I like that. Andrew, what do you think?
1: I mean, of course it's a spooky place.
2: It's a previous lunatic asylum. All I got to do is look at the architecture. That place is fucking terrifying. Yep. Then again, I'm probably scared of any type of abandoned building or any place with the lights off. So I'm not (laughs) sure if I'm too credible to talk about this. (laughs) But I don't know. Like, it's You go into the history of these places, again, like... Like, it brings me back to kind of the Waverly Hills sanitarium. Um, you know, I, I think this place was generally, you know, intended on helping and doing good for people. I think that was the original point of this place. I think they are really trying to help people. But unfortunately, the mental health field was very limited at that time. I don't think they had, they didn't have the education. You know, they didn't have the abilities to treat these people. And they had no idea what the fuck was going on with them, right? Um I think maybe a few doctors definitely took liberties. I think they liked doing surgeries and finding new ways uh, to treat people, you know? And I think some of them took advantage of their power, uh, like Dr. lobotanist or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> Dr. Lobotomy?
3: Dr. Lobotomy, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> um, but... You know, it's just sad because you look at this and like the only people who like who didn't benefit from these situations were the were the patients, the people that were there to get better. You know, didn't benefit. The doctors did. The the staff did. Like that. This this place was the biggest employer for Athens, Ohio. Yep. Right. That 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 city revolved
1: around the fucking lunatic asylum. So. You know, I, Dr. Lobotomy's I, out here doing two at a time. Yeah, double, double fist and fucking ice pick. It's countdown. Doo, doo, doo.
2: Um, <laughs> but then we go back to that Fuck. fucking school. That fucking creepy, man. It's weird that they still have that place boarded up. And I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more information on it. I want to make sure it's not just a fucking, you know, it's a, just a ghost story. And I want to see the door boarded up. I want to see a little bit more evidence than that. I think it's fucking rad, though. Um but so they, the even, last... they
1: even say, sorry, Andrew, just to interrupt you. They even say that some people see like a demon's face on the outside of the door yep. every now and then. That's what Dan was saying. Yeah, yep. in the, yeah, in the woodwork and
2: stuff like that, and any of the reflective surfaces. But as for the the fucking Coons Family Ghost Club band, is awesome. I, don't, I don't see anything cheesy about that. That's as real as it fucking gets. I think that's the first one we've talked about that holds some fucking weight, boys. That's fucking scary. Guy's playing banjos by himself, no fingers. Come on now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to replicate that?
2: I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Well, this isn't Disneyland, boys. Nope. This is That's, fucking uh, Ohio.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna agree with uh with Brayden and Andrew. I think I think uh this whole this whole place is like the perfect example of like we've talked about it before as the stone tape theory, as like human suffering can imprint itself in like an analog form on the surroundings. So like on the door of the room, in the floor of the of the place where that girl died just like it with, you know, so many, we're talking, we're talking 2000 deaths plus in this one area. A lot of them probably traumatic, you know, no family around. There's no, there's like, there's no closure for these spirits who are being, you know, they're trying to go to the next realm or the next plane, whatever you want to call it. They're trying to pass through the veil, you know, so something like a place like this that has that much trauma and that much death and the graveyards form a pentagram conveniently centered on the university campus. It's a crazy place. And room, room 428, if the girl's trying to summon stuff here and that, that is the center of the pentagram, which it kind of looks like, you know, a lot, like we talk about a lot of time, like human beings who want to experience something or like, you know, you have a higher chance of experiencing that. Like you're looking for it. So if she's looking to summon something and she's in the perfect spot with all these trapped spirits, you know, embedded in the walls and the floor and the woodwork of this place, that's a recipe for disaster. Even I, I don't think, I don't think I'd play Ouija board in this place. I don't think I would. I think this is one of the few places I'd be like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not here. Maybe. uh, Don't think so, Tim. Don't think so. That's what I think. It's a crazy, crazy place. I'd love to go on a ghost tour, though. It'd be fun. Dan? Uh, I find it
0: fascinating that the Coons family, who were obviously extremely powerful and effective mediums, uh, did not necessarily use their abilities in some of the way that you see a lot of popular mediums using their, pow- like their, their abilities today, where you have some that are uh, working in Uh, work in concert with police some work on police investigations you have people who uh, communicate with lost relatives and things like this they use their power to summon forth the dead and play instruments and i think that's pretty awesome badass (laughs) you have you have you have the power over
2: with great power comes great responsibility, and mm. that responsibility comes with making fucking bands. To
0: answer the mysteries of the universe, you don't act, you don't use it to communicate with the dark forces that sit within the immaterium or within the the empty spaces within our reality. You didn't use it to that. You used it to play lively, kick ass music. Okay, Fuck Fuck uh, in your in your weird little uh, cabin. Out in the woods, and people trekked from all over to come see it, and thought it was pretty rad. And it's like that—that that is pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I found that I, I found agree. that story fascinating, uh, and um, it's just one of those things that I, I uh, pieces of history that doesn't really get around that much. um uh, The Athens Lunatic Asylum, uh, again, we you know we talk about this that you know perhaps the you could probably make a case for the. Uh, the psychic imprints that went with the uh, expression of the pain and the suffering that went there, the severing. Um, I mean, it could probably be something like the the psychic potential that is locked within the brain of every every person uh, somewhere whether, if it's contained with or developed within the prefrontal court in the frontal cortex and things like this and you cut it and then it's like and then that you know just like splitting the atom. You release a ton of psychic energy that perhaps maybe we're not all of us are sensitive to, and it just somehow creates an imprint there, um, creating the, the increasing the potential for paranormal activity to occur is something that could maybe be uh, talked about or discussed in some circles. But, you know, it, that's, that's a possibility, could happen. And, uh, that would be a perfect place to do
3: it. Just the way that that place is
0: designed. And it is pretty spooky.
3: <laughs> spooky as hell.
1: Spooky.
3: That was a fun case. That was a cool place. And hopefully one day we can go on a little ghost tour there.
1: And if you go to that university, university and you're there, take some pictures, uh, in front of the door for us.
3: Yep, Send them in. We'd love that. Or tell your story on cosmic channels. One of the two. <clears throat>
1: Um, right before we get to theorite of the week, I wanted to give a quick shout out to, you know, everyone uh, knows if you're on our Patreon, you can get access to our secret society, which is our discord server, uh, where we have, you know, tons of channels, uh, talking about video games, all sorts of stuff. But recently something interesting has happened (laughs) on our discord server, uh, a subgroup of theorites. I don't even know. I don't even know. There's basically, in our secret society, there is a break-off secret society uh, calling themselves the Alien Theorists Illuminati. Um, and they recently, if you listen to the last Cosmic Channels, organized to have Kevin Nash uh, <laughs> give your boys a shout-out, which was fucking amazing. While and it was on made the toilet. While on the toilet, which was even more amazing. Um, the brown eye. To hear... To hear Kevin Nash say my name, wrong, <laughs> it brought joy to my heart. Uh, so it, it's a really interesting thing. And so, you know, when I was thinking of Theorite of the week, I was going, "Well, we don't really give it to a group, Well they're like, faceless." You know, it's a, interesting. So they're if like you anonymous. want, if you, I, I don't even know how I would. We I not know to, who they are. Nope. I, we don't know who they are. We don't know how to join. So if you are already on your Discord. And you're in the Illuminati, the ATI, which sounds suspiciously something you don't want to catch. <laughs> uh, I, when you get it, you start leaving t- s- hey, slug trails, slug trails everywhere. You we don't want tip our hat true. to you guys, uh, the ATI. Um, well, like I said, it's an interesting subgroup of our secret group that we <laughs> we're we not no, even we, we have, have no, no control. Yeah, we're not even in it
3: have yeah, no idea. Cool how so s-
1: cool that I
3: <laughs> we're not even in it. That was pretty awesome, though. Uh, Kevin Nash, uh, Cosmic Channels 3.7. WWE legend. Kevin Nash. Nash. Yeah, yeah. V- yeah. Big, v- sexy. Big, big sexy. sexy. <laughs> Taking a shit. And it wasn't up even
2: fake. It was real. Kevin Nash. It
1: wasn't fake Diesel. It was real It Kevin was Nash. really Kevin Nash.
3: Yeah.
1: 100%. Fucking cool. Super short of been- himself. That would have been pretty funny to get fake, fake Kevin Hush. Fake Diesel? Fake Diesel. Uh, fake anyways, diesel. Uh, Andrew, it who's our theory
2: of the Week? Uh, this week's theory of the Week is Guy on a Buffalo.
3: Guy on a Buffalo.
2: <laughs> Guy on a Buffalo. Guy had an unreal fucking post on Facebook. Here it is on uh, the live stream. I have listened to every episode, but due to my trash internet, I have never watched a live stream or even seen what these dudes look like. Well, looks like Starlink is in my near future. Before I become a regular live attendee and hot, rather lukewarm, on the heels of Case File 200, I present to you with my own celebrity lookalikes based on listening to you guys talk. So it's Dan's Professor Frink. <laughs> I found out Braden's the is a dude from Rascal Flats, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what who hurts I? the most is that?
3: I have no um, idea. I have who, no, idea, who's I have that no is. idea who I am. I'm some, I don't know what this guy is, but he's pretty it's, awesome
2: pretty i mean the skin tone is dead on he's yeah he's got the he's skin tone dead on. um i'm the fucking just sender guy right that's who that is sender bud yeah the guy he's got a fucking sick pair of pit vipers pit on vipers there yeah mr conspiracy is uh, a couple bins of overflowing fucking trash so <laughs> i mean you said it not me <laughs> um and then Byron's, I don't have it screenshot it, but I remember Byron's picture is just upside down and it's hilarious. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> <unbelievable. laughs> uh, It's fucking awesome.
3: We'll, uh, well, make sure to post that on the Facebook group and on Instagram, Twitter, wherever we can. But definitely Facebook group,
2: 100%. Fucking genius. Yeah. That had me laughing for a while.
3: Guyana Buffalo, number one, huge. great name. Great yeah. fake name on Facebook. Theory of the week.
1: That gave us a huge laugh. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. If you're not
3: already... And you wanna help your support your boys independent podcasts, and you wanna get early access to case files, live stream, all the other goodies, head over to patreon.com slash alien Theorist podcast, or find the link in the podcast description. I lost this fucking there it is. This week's newest Patreon supporters, Full your pledge by the great Caspi. Love it. Miguel Lara, Casey Lambinus, Landon Orr went up to a twenty-five dollar pledge. Oh, Woo! yeah! Woo! Ruben Medina goes up to the top tier pledge. Woo! Sai Keenan, Ron Pond approved. Viet uh, win. G- Nguyen win. Nguyen. Oh, Nguyen? Win. So you say it. Wait. Was that Dan? Say it. Say win. win. Say so say it. Sin? S Y? Win. Just win. Win? win. There you go. Brooke Campbell. Megan. Bigsby. Starboner. Nice. Johnny Reckless. And a full year pledge by Meredith. Thank you very much for supporting the show.
1: Woo! And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies in
3: After Hours.